everybody. Welcome to Mirror Studies. I'm Jill. And I'm Lucas. And we're here to end season one. Bringing it to a close with episode 42. We decided it was the end of season one because we're busy the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going on vacation. The kids have a school dance. They do. That's yeah. True. Well, I don't know. It's a school dance. It's a district dance. Yeah. I don't know if it's a dance. I call it like Coachella for babies. Oh, yeah. it's They're like, it's not really a dance. It's yeah. a social gathering. Yeah. I know. It sounds really cool because there's like a photo booth and a dance area and a karaoke area. And I don't understand how they restrict all the sound, all these different areas. But anyway. Yeah. My wife was reading about it. And she's like, oh, I want to go to that. I'm like, I kind of babe. think it sounds like a vibe also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're invited. Uh, we are definitely not invited. Um, so we're here today to discuss. Oh, so it was your turn. It was my turn. She but sacrificed. being a man of the people, mm-hmm. yes, okay. absolutely, I gave up my choice mm-hmm. because I also I wanted it to be fair and equitable between us. You know, I didn't want there to be any animosity between, oh, between you, you and, and me? I. Yeah. Oh, because I, I got an them. extra pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm petty, but I'm not that petty. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past you. So I decided to uh, let you Accurate. choose. You put it out to the audience no, for some ideas. Choose. You put it out to the audience. Yeah. And then, oh, then I said, eventually you just gave up and let me choose. Yeah, yeah, you sent me like 25 options. Okay, I don't I love was your tone. crushed under the weight of these choices. I don't love your tone because I'm always like, oh, I should send these to you. And then I do, and you're like, wrote back whatever you think. And I'm like, seriously? I like, engage you in the conversation. Like, send me three choices, and I'll pick from the three. Did <laughs> Have you learned nothing from the naming the podcast well, experience that, about that we you had before? But yeah, yes. So we landed on Man on the Side, which is technically Lenny slash Man on the Side, depending on where you're listening to it from. That's true. Where I listen to it from, from any given Thursday, Correct. it is Lenny slash Man on the Side, and um, we did that because it just popped up a lot. Or an ask for a super deep cut. Right. This is a super deep cut. I, I just didn't know if there was enough content to talk about the current mood songs. That was popular too. Right. I guess we could have done one episode with multiple. I'm just not ready yet. But most importantly, that's what we're talking about today. Man During on the During our two-week break, please visit our Instagram to give your feedback on the podcast overall. What segments you'd like us to do away with, to add. Do you want guest hosts? Who would you like to see? Um, feedback about the Instagram. We'll put up a lot of polls and options for you to write that um, because we want to look at just freshening it up for yeah, season two. Absolutely. And don't be shy. Feel free to just like shower oh, Jill with all of your love oh, no. too. <laughs> just be like, Jill, you're so great. You're the you best. You know what's interesting? I think it's evenly split or people just like both of us. Mm-hmm. Whereas my other podcasts, there were clear favorites. Right. But I think when you introduce a third person, then a I mean, just statistically, you're not going to like somebody. Do you know what I mean? Like, the more people. Um, But everyone seems pretty fair liking us both. Well, and I think the dynamic of our podcast is very, very different than the dynamic of your other podcast. Very different. Right. I think we're all kind I think you and I are. We're both as excited to be here. We're equal. (laughs) Yeah. We're peers in this, you know. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to your other one where you're doing a lot of heavy lifting. And so some of your co hosts (laughs) get to just be comedic relief. Yeah. Unintentionally, most then, of the time. And but then people get mad at me and saying I'm, I'm mean because I would have to like steer it back. You've got to the right keep the direction. train going, yeah. Oh, it's another conversation for another day. Yeah. So before we get into the song, we have to talk about John in the news. The big news being we already discussed that he was going to have a tour. Yeah. Oh my God, ticket sale day. The fiasco that ensued, have you heard? I don't know anything about this, so tell me. I can learn at the same time as the audience. Is I great. hate that I'm saying this, but this is not a Taylor Swift podcast. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> we all know what happened with, with Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift and the tickets, and I thought that was just because she's Taylor Swift. Right. So then they're like, oh, Beyonce is announcing a tour. And I'm like, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Not thinking that this would happen with John Mayer. Not that he's not successful, but it's just a 
Taylor's and Beyonce are at a level of their exactly. own. Exactly. Right? It's a whole They're different their own thing. Everyone wants to go, whether they like them or Swifties or not. Yeah. Like you said, Taylor Swift tickets were too affordable. I think it was huge. So affordable. Yeah. People who don't even care are going to want to go see her. Because it's Taylor Swift. It's going to yeah, make exactly. it to me. And because it's the eras. That's my daughter's thing. She won't stop saying, well, I have to go because it's the eras tour. And I'm like, I don't understand why. But it's because it's like all her albums and I don't know. Oh, okay. It's like a, a thing for the oh, Swifties okay. and the half Swifties, as I call her. A Swiftlet, if you will. Oh, okay. So, anyways. I didn't know what to expect, but my daughter had amped me up to expect the worst because yes. she just she's just coming off the Taylor Swift experience. Right. And I was like, okay, my mom won tickets on the radio. Mm-hmm. We got lucky again. I won them last year. She won them this year. We know they won't be like great, but we're seeing them in Palm Desert, which is actually a little bit smaller than Citizens Business Bank because it doesn't have like the third highest level mm-hmm. it's mostly sweets and so i'm really excited because like well even if they're bad seats they're they're gonna be small but right. i it's was not there like a giant place it's not, exactly. like, it's not like get bad seats like staples oh my god so bad yeah. yes i'm probably terrible so i was like okay you know what this isn't ideal but i'm gonna go online you know i want sorry it's not row. staples anymore it's crypto I no, just dated myself. Not in this family. I dated myself. Dated there, so. myself. It changed last year. Yeah. I was at the last game at Staples Center. Oh, really? And they gave us a Lakers shirt that said the last game at Staples Center. I was like, are they tearing it down? Did you go to the Lakers game yet, or is that yet to come? No, I'm going on Thursday. Okay. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, okay, so anyways, I was like, I'm, I'm just, I have to do this front row thing. It wasn't in my mom's budget, but I thought, well, I'll just use what, she can give me whatever money was in her budget, and I'll pay the difference for hers. Right. I just don't think sitting far away in an acoustic like, well, it's not acoustic, but a solo show is... I get it, yeah. Yeah, and so I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to get close. Or I want to sit on the side. The real best seat, in my opinion, mm-hmm. at a show is a little elevated on the side. Like, first four rows of the elevated okay. next to the side of the stage. Because you're really close, You no one's taller than you or standing up in a way you can't see. Anyway... So I was going to do it, and I was so excited. And I, um, my son is totally fine now, but we had to go to a cardiologist. So at the time, I was also very stressed, terrified. Of course. Um, I thought I was going to lose my mind, and I'm like, this is not a priority of mine anymore. Mm-hmm. But because we're just sitting in a lobby and there's nothing to do, and I might have as to, well. Yeah, like I'll distract myself. Yeah, no, I couldn't even get in the queue. Really? Yes, and I'm very. I know how to navigate this. I'm like, okay, you, well, maybe you are. You have more skill at acquiring tickets than anyone <laughs> I've ever known. That's for free yeah but you're always showing up with tickets somehow <laughs> i really am so i was like okay um i'll get out of the Ticketmaster app which mm-hmm. i thought i'll go on no go i on the browser and didn't work no. either so i hop over to the like fan pages that i'm on and they're in different time zones so mm-hmm. people be like just it just don't even bother guys like it's a hot mess you're not going to get tickets or they're so expensive and mm. this is such a fiasco i have two thousand people ahead of me in the queue oh my god i'm never going to get the front row seats i wanted so um i didn't get in um but I'm going to say circumstances are probably what made my experience negative. Mm-hmm. I was worried my son was going to have some sort of heart condition, which right. he doesn't, thank God. I was maybe, like, it was a signal thing being in the doctor's office. Oh. Probably shouldn't have my phone on anyway. So I thought it was exclusive to me, but the feedback has been overwhelmingly negative. Mm. Um, There's even an article about it, like, people writing on Twitter, like, how ridiculous it was. And I don't understand... I understand dynamic pricing right. as a general concept, but I don't really understand the relationship between the artist and Ticketmaster and who gets what money and who's setting the prices. And now they're all for resale for like seven right. seven thousand dollars, like three thousand dollars for the front row. Like that's insane. Right. And I don't know what I'm personally going to do. I'm just hoping the tickets drop before then. But I just no one seemed very. There's a few people who are happy, but a lot of people are complaining about the price. What's interesting is that Ticketmaster has essentially been enabled. To create a monopoly. Yes. 
Like, if you want tickets, mm -hmm. there's no other option. No. And this is a known problem. Pearl Jam, famously, yes. about a decade ago, probably more than that now, mm -hmm. decided that like, they were sick of the Ticketmaster Monopoly, and so they did a tour where they only played venues mm -hmm. that uh, weren't controlled by Ticketmaster. Mm -hmm. But then they're playing in, like, Eddie's Backyard yeah. and Bob's Grill and, you know, like... Yeah, probably all, not really safe venues. Yeah, yeah, all the major venues are controlled by Ticketmaster slash Live Nation at mm -hmm. this point. Mm -hmm. And so there's no competition. So there's almost like no incentive for them to, what else are you going to do? Exactly. Well, yeah, no, I understand. They're just making money. But it's just crazy because even like minor league baseball stadiums, mm -hmm. COVID really changed so many things. Like places who independently sold tickets mm -hmm. in-house don't even do it anymore. Mm. And I thought, um, I don't know if it's called Access or AXS. I thought that was, oh, I'm like, why aren't people using that? Uh, no, there's right, no right, I. Right, 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 yeah. I thought like it was separate. It's the same. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a whole different company. Master, yeah. I was like, you go AXS. I'm going to use you all the time. Yeah. You know, it's all the same. They tricked me with a different name. And so like sometimes you you, th you hear stories about like lawmakers and Congress people mm -hmm. bringing up issues about Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift tickets, talking about Taylor mm -hmm. Swift tickets on the you know, house floor. Yeah. And you're like, part of me is like, do we really want our politicians? Don't there are bigger issues than what's going sure. on with Taylor Swift? But when you think about like, that, there are anti-monopoly laws. Oh, no, it's criminal. Yeah. yeah. He, and we have somehow enabled that. And mm -hmm. they've been really like, in other industries have been way more proactive mm -hmm. in limiting these sort of monopoly situations that maybe there is a time someone needs to step in and, and do something. Do something. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. So it was disappointing me for different reasons, but everyone else for similar, but it's the price. People yeah. are just like, you know, we're not eating, we're eating ramen the next couple months vibes and well, it'll be worth it. And, and teach their own with how you spend your money. But I definitely, $3,000 is not something I'm going to do. Yeah. And I know that different venues, like I forget one venue somewhere, someone's like, oh my God, like there was no queue. I paid like $500 for floor, like up close. Like no one cares out here. I forget what state it was. Oh my God. I was God. like, should I fly there? Like, I don't, is that going to be cheaper? It's Montana. Everyone's sick of seeing him. Exactly. I like, <laughs> see him so many John times. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's my hot tip if you want to find great seats somewhere. Mm. If all you care about is the sound. Yeah, no then you want to sit as close to where the front of house mixing position is as possible. Because mm. that's the person who's controlling the sound. sound. Mm -hmm. So it's going to sound really good where they are, because that's where they're listening to. So. I care about proximity to John. Yeah. I, so I've, I've, the problem is sometimes, some of these shows, I've actually been front row for some bands that I really love. Mm -hmm. And all you're hearing is what's coming off the stage, right? Yeah. So it's hard to you know, hear the vocals well in, you know, yeah. well enough. It's a, still a fun experience of like, oh, yes. this person who I look up to is like literally right there. Right. You know? And, and when it, your eyesight's as bad as mine. Well, I'm saying in your case, yeah. then <laughs> the, the, the act of looking at John Mayer is probably as enjoyable for you as listening Hearing, to John yeah. Mayer. Yeah. But my mom's adamant that the front row is not where it's at, not mm -hmm. from a financial standpoint. She's just like, I just think it will hurt your neck. I don't mm. think you get to see everything. Of course, there's not that much to see There's, on this right. particular tour and it's kind of like sitting front row at the movies yeah. like that oh, is uncomfortable yeah. Yeah. Now, that's a different level of uncomfortable but anyways that's my john in the news segment so we'll see what happens either way i'm going mm -hmm. so i'm excited about that i'm not going to be spoiled mm -hmm. but i did just want just one time the front okay i know i've sat in the front row before so one time in my adult life the first couple rows, but if it doesn't happen this time, it will happen another. Everyone stay calm. And your daughter just saw Harry, Harry Styles, Styles at the same venue where John. Yes, be. that's when I learned side of stage was so amazing because she took a video up. It was flipped. Uh -huh. Harry's like in the middle, but yeah. she 
she was able to show me this is the section you said you wanted. This is how low the rows are. I mean. So you got the scouting report. Yeah, and I'm not going to share exactly what section. Yeah. <laughs> no tickets are available in the, the first couple rows that I want of the mm. section I want. But yeah, she gave me a lot of good information. And interesting, you and I had talked, I don't know if it was on the podcast or off, you said coming home was going to be a nightmare because yeah. everyone's going to be going the same direction. The freeway had construction and it went to one lane and it took her like four hours to get home for somewhere that's 45 minutes away. I so, warned you, you that did. that freeway, for whatever reason, always has issues. And for yeah. the reason, it's so windy. The mm -hmm. wind is a problem. It really makes for and all those, because it's on the 10 freeway, which is, the can, you can pretty much drive across the country on that yeah. one freeway. So there's commercial trucks on it yes. constantly. Yes. And when you get these giant loaded commercial trucks and that level of wind, there's a ton of windmills out there. It's so windy. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she said it would have been avoidable. She could have side-streeted around it mm -hmm. because there's, like, Cabazon, and there mm -hmm. are ways to get off freeway. She said her phone worked great, but once they got to the parking lot, she lost everything. Mm. She couldn't get her phone to work at all, no navigation. So she was just flying blind and then ended up stuck. So I do think, like, with proper preparation, checking with Caltrans if it's closed for right. construction, but I'm like, man, I'm having to do a lot of work to go to the show. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do, not go? If I have to sit four hours on the way home, mm -hmm. I will tell you right now that I will not go. If someone said to me, you have to sit four hours on the way home, mm -hmm. I, I just can't in my temperament. Mm -hmm. If I was sitting front row, or maybe I get a hotel, yeah. I don't know, but I'm not amused with all the hurdles. Uh, and I'm just being, like, I have free tickets, I just need to calm down, but I don't want to sit in the car for four hours. When, when is the show? April 6th, I think. Oh, okay. So we got a white wave. Also, yeah, no, the freeway is real bad. If you have tickets, like, don't. Don't go. <laughs> you should resell those for less than you paid. Yeah. To me. <laughs> that are, freeway's terrible. Are we going to do an episode on your experience at the show? We'll see how it is. We'll probably just John in the news it. John in the news it. Because that would be pretty one-sided. Yeah. And then he played this song, and then he played that song. But I mean, we'll see if we can get you we're in. We're 14 we'll minutes in with John in the news. So. That's true. Let's go to song bio then. <laughs> I, right. I can't wait to hear a song bio. I don't actually know a lot about the song. Because there is not a lot to know okay. about this song. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing you guys tuned in. The only official release is on any given Thursday. Correct. It's the live where he opens with Lenny, which is a cover of a Stevie Ray Vaughan song mm -hmm. that Stevie Ray wrote for his wife, mm -hmm. whose name I think is Lenora. That makes and sense. And so that's where the Lenny comes from. Uh-huh. Um, comments about that on Instagram, by the way. People blow right over it and go straight to man on the side, as do I. Because it is utterly boring. Rude. Utterly the most boring two minutes of my life. I was so wanted to turn it off. All right, let's calm down. Literally what's going through my head is I'm, I'm thinking about duty and responsibility to the fans of Mayor Studies that oh, I will have stupid. actually listened all the way through this so that I can, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, not a fan. Okay, of the whole song? Of Lenny. Okay. Not a fan of Lenny. Just, you know, didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like, anyone who knows what I like would not anticipate that it would do it for yeah. me. Like, I acoustic, or not acoustic, like he's playing on electric, I think. I don't remember even now at this point. Um, but just solo guitar with mm -hmm. nothing else mm -hmm. is not, not, your not for me. You need some drums. And vocals. And mm -hmm. a song. And vocals. <laughs> and lyrics. And melody. And anyways. Et cetera. Many, many layers there. Yeah. Um, so that it starts with Lenny and then goes into Man on the Side, which is what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And Man on the Side is actually one of the first John Mayer songs. Mm -hmm. It's a co-write mm -hmm. with his partner, uh, Clay Cook. Right. Uh, it's Clay Cook and John Clayton Mayer. Oh, yeah, Clay and Clayton. There you go. Uh, and so it, when they were in Atlanta after dropping out of Berkeley, mm -hmm. 
they they moved to Atlanta and started playing the cover shot for uh, some of the bootlegs that you can find mm-hmm. on YouTube. Uh, like Eddie, Eddie's attic pictures and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's from that era of his life. There are actually a surprising number of versions. I don't know if you were able to find them. No, I just knew about the, this one. So they're not official releases, but like he, YouTube. He, yes, on okay. YouTube he did do a demo recording with mm-hmm. Clay Cook mm-hmm. of this song, so you can hear both of them singing mm-hmm. and playing on it. And I think that's probably my favorite version of the song. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that later. He wrote the uh, allegedly the rumor the legend states that he wrote the song about a girl he met at, at, at Berkeley. Mm-hmm. He was at Berkeley, who he was really into, but she would never pick up her phone every time he called her because she was with some other guy. Mm. So he ends up writing the song. There's also a version of him of John just playing it by himself acoustically mm-hmm. that exists out there as a studio recording. And then there's several live versions, one of which he medleys Man on the Side into Slow Dancing in a Burning Room. Ooh, I like that. I liked it too because I like Slow Dancing in a yeah, Burning Room. You got but away it, from the song. it really shows like this is an early, early John Mayer song. Mm-hmm. Everything, you have to just accept that this is like him. He's not at the strength, at his full power yet. Mm-hmm. He hasn't developed all the skills that he has mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. This is John Mayer just starting out. So if you judge it on that, then it's like, all right. But if you compare it to Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, which is like an all-time song. Well, that's, yeah. It's, it's always going to suffer. The pinnacle. You know? So um, people kept DMing me that Clay Cook wrote it, period. So the thing that I saw was that it was credited to both of them. Okay. But... I mean, I didn't look into it because that's your job to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the the bit that I saw that had copyright on it was copyrighted to both of them. Right. So. Okay. So um, let's get into versions. And since you mentioned it, yeah. I didn't even look for other ones because I really thought this was like, well, I, I guess I should have known that it on is, Instagram It is the only official release. Kind of yeah. one and done. Um, for me personally, it doesn't matter what other version there is. Nothing can touch this one because it's another one of those. They're all like this, but like the six or seven real time in a bottle for me, listen mm. to the car, driving the same places, knowing the same people, memory sort of jam. Uh-huh. So it's untouchable to me. Okay. I was not crazy about the guitar solo. Uh-huh. And I don't remember, it wasn't on cassette, it was on CD, but I remember trying to find a way to like skip. Get through it. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm not much of a guitar solo gal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt similarly, but now it's just part of it and it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Uh, but your favorite version was the one with Clay Cook then. With both of them, yeah, because there's some har- harmony stuff going on there, which mm-hmm. obviously doesn't exist when he's singing solo. Right. And I love harmony. Like that's the key to my musical heart mm-hmm. is through some harmony. So love hearing them sing together. That really and there's they're both playing guitar. So one's playing electric, one's playing acoustic. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's playing which, mm-hmm. but somebody's playing electric and somebody's playing acoustic. Uh, and so that adds an element to the song that doesn't exist in the other versions because it's just John by himself. Well, and I feel like there's something so isolating about the subject matter and conveying a certain feeling of being alone. So I feel like other instruments and people singing would take away from that. Okay. I feel like this is that you're in your room singing, you're so sad, she doesn't like you, and then that's what's happening on, on stage or right. whether this is being recorded. It's just him, a guitar... And I think that, I think we've all felt that way about someone. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I don't know. It's like a vibe. Right. I feel like everything about it is perfect because it encapsulates a feeling. So I think that everything else that you would like that you're missing is a distraction. And you know what's interesting is we've talked about this before that a lot of times what you're first presented with, mm-hmm. the way you first yeah, encounter so the song true. kind of fixes, fixes itself, right? And while I did hear it, the any given Thursday version first, mm-hmm. 
I didn't have any connection to it. Like I said on right. the Instagram, I've never heard this you song. You heard it first just in preparation for this. Exactly. So I had no previous connection to it. So mm-hmm. I listened to that once and then immediately went to YouTube to see what else was out there. Right. So right. it was like one lesson ahead of when I heard mm-hmm. the, the the duo version. And I was like, oh, well, I like this better. A, the recording quality is better. Mm-hmm. B, like... Yeah, the Any Given Thursday is really noisy. Mm-hmm. Yes. A really noisy recording. I don't scream in the background of stuff, guys. Yeah. I've never once screamed mm-hmm. during a silent moment of a song. Have I sang along, which I also think is obnoxious? Absolutely. But I've never just randomly been like, ah, in the middle. Of, what are you doing? Let the person play the music. I mean, maybe if you were in the front row. You no, no, I would not. I think that's rude. Someone's performing for you. If you go to see Hamilton, you'll just start screaming in the middle of one of their songs. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, people are excited, but that's always bothered me. It's like, can you please turn it down? Anyways. Hey, they, you can, if you come to a honey show, you can scream all you want. I got no problem with that. I usually just kind of sit <laughs> Not because you guys aren't good, just because that's who I am. Um, so song meaning is pretty... Up front, mm-hmm. you know, we like someone. It's in the title. They, exactly. Maybe they don't like us back. Maybe they're keeping us at arm's length, like enough to reach out when they are feeling like they want some attention. Break glass in case of emergency. Yes, yeah. yes. Attention emergency. Yeah. <laughs> you need one of those. You have attention emergency sometimes. Oh, I could probably got a couple <laughs> people in glass. Um, so, I, you know, it's such a... I don't think this is fair, but I think it's like a high school feeling, mm-hmm. kind of like a high school song because it's more heightened emotions then and people are really not understanding how to navigate other people and tell people if they don't like them or they do or whatever. And I think it's just like I felt like it a thousand times and I love it and I've always loved it and I still love it. What do you think? It's definitely a young person's song. I yeah, agree with that. Yeah, young person's is probably more fair. Go- going through this, uh, I definitely like, oh, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um I really enjoy, now I'm kind of like jumping into favorite lyric. But That's fine, just go for it. I like the bridge. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm i not a fan of this song. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm never going to listen to it again. I, I, as I was listening, the last well, time I was... stream, but okay. The last time I was listening to it, getting to get prepared for that, I was like, this is probably the last time I'll ever listen to this. I'm fine with that. But I do really like the bridge. I think the bridge could have been a part of a better song. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wish he would have... Frank. He's talked about that, how he Frankenstein's songs. He's like, yeah. oh, I wrote this part of the song. But the rest of the song didn't work. But I really like this part. So I wish that it. bridge would have found some other home. Mm-hmm. But it's so tied to the... What's the bridge? Um, I fell in love with the dream that I built of you. Oh, I love that part. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite part, probably the song. Yeah, same. Both musically and lyrically. Yeah, look, I wrote music and voice yeah. and sound. There you go, yes. <laughs> um, that Playing the part of the queen, he's like... So he's saying, like, I know that this is me creating stuff in my head. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not mm-hmm. giving me these... Symbols. You're giving me just enough, and I'm running with it. Right. And I've created this whole fantasy world, right, yeah. where you're the queen, mm-hmm. but I'm finally going to take my own advice mm-hmm. and like, no, you don't actually want me. I, I'm, I'm confusing what I want mm-hmm. to be true mm-hmm. with what is actually true. Right. Just some daydreaming. And then that last, that last line is killer. There. Good luck to you and the king. I know. Because it's Poor not John. me. Oh, it's the dagger Give right him there. A hug. It's, I bet he doesn't feel like this much anymore, but... Right. I think he probably feels like the king in most situations. Right. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite lyrics. Definitely my favorite part of the song. Like, it's a stop talking if you're in the car. We're all singing along. We're mm-hmm. focusing. But let's talk about how it starts. Okay. First of all, you kids don't know. 
You do not know what it's like to call someone that you like. I, you had to not know if they're going to answer, if their mom or dad was going to answer. Right. Busy signal. Older sibling was going to answer. You don't know what's going to happen. If they're going to be home or not. So you have to build up the courage to hit all six numbers and then the last one and, and then speak to them. Are you kidding me? Today's kids couldn't handle it. These high school kids could not handle it. They're not built like that. No, you just send a risky text. Oh, well, go take a shower, do whatever, come back. It's so interesting that you say that. I hadn't really thought of it in that way, but that is a really interesting idea of, I know we we experience so much social anxiety around being on the phone. You know, now we're just used to text messages. I have friends who are like, if you call them, like, they'll just answer. text you back. Mm-hmm. Why are you calling me? Yes, weirdo? so rude. Um, but My you're... daughter did that to me once and I was not happy. <laughs> I was like, because I wanted to speak to you on the phone. Let's try this again. Uh, but that's, uh, you know, that's uh, very true. Back in the day, there was, it was so much unknown because who's going to be on the other end? It could be, it could be a younger sibling, which could be bad. It mm-hmm. could be an older sibling, which could be bad. It could be a, it parent, could be a parent, which, which is could terrifying. be bad. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Whatever this is. Jill, may I speak to you? And I never did that, but that's what other people did. Yeah. Like polite kids. Right. I was like, hey, is Amy there? Is Lucas there? I, I must have talked to you on the phone. I must just have to call you before cell phone. Yeah, I was. But I don't remember. Calling. I don't. I don't even remember. I can't even remember calling someone. That's I'm how sure long ago that I called you because I would call you from work. Well, I had my own line. Oh, maybe that in my room. Yeah, that, well, my sister and I shared it. I don't because I don't remember ha- ever having any I'm talking issues. to Bob and Mary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they liked you. We were yeah, they would be cool. Yeah, so. but it's scary when you're calling someone who you don't know that well or you like. Like I can't imagine one of my kids having to do something like that. And I almost wonder if there's a whole new generation that would just not get that first line. Because do you know people do you, call people. Do you know that there are seven numbers in a phone number, really? Or are you just like typing numbers in and no, saving it? No, you have it? to use the area code. So to them, oh. I'm sure they do think that there's more numbers. Yeah. Anyway, I just think that's accidentally brilliant. Yeah. Because we're here today looking back at the song. It feels like it's from the 1950s. Yeah, exactly. It it's a time capsule moment right and there. And I love that he also says, pencil me in when you can, which is an expression. Uh-huh. But it's an expression someone like my son wouldn't understand. Because mm-hmm. why would you be using a pencil? You put it in your phone. Right. Now, I still use a paper planner you and do a pen. Because I bust it out every time we make our schedule. You are a creature from a different era. And then we make our podcast plan and I change it every week. Yes. <laughs> but it's in pen to start. Hey, I changed it this week, so this one's on me. Yeah, you can make fun of me less now. Um, so is your favorite lyric on the bridge, like you said? Yes, but I also want to point out, since we're talking about like things that are throwbacks, Yeah. I tried to call, been busy all night. They don't know what busy is. What the heck is a busy sign? These kids Bus- don't know about that. It's yeah. call waiting on yeah. your cell phone. You used to have to pay for call waiting. Yes, that was a new feature. I know. I was recently watching The Hills, and it just... No, I'm sorry. Uh, Look at the beach. Okay. And it is a similar vibe. They uh-huh. they have cell phones. It's a different time, but it's still not the same. Yeah. Um, I think that one thing that breaks my heart is he says that the worst part about it is I would be free if you wanted me. Like, I've totally been there. Absolutely. And it just reminded me of our conversation last episode on mm-hmm. Neon, because there's a similar line in Neon mm-hmm. where he's like, I know I'll take you yes. any way I can. Yes. This is that same feeling, same right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we both know as that if you wanted me, I would be free. No matter what. I can be like, oh, no, I'm done, blah, blah. But yeah. if I got that call, okay. And it's terrible when you both know. I don't want the other person to know that. Yeah. I don't know. If I had more energy for playing games, I wouldn't want the person to know that. Um, okay, should we dive into listener feedback then? Let's or do, do you it. have more to say? No, I don't love the Mrs. Busy body line. But I think at the time it was more, I don't know. 
said more. It was more of like a common expression. Mm-hmm. Maybe not super common, but more common. One of the things I think about when I think of this song is like the the idea of being the man on the side. Mm-hmm. And there there are people who are actually comfortable in that role. Who are like, just call me when you need me. I'm good. I'm going to live my own life. And I mean, I think that's know. how friendship should be. Mm-hmm. But not a romantic relationship. I think everyone gets to make up their own rules. I don't. They have to live by mine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have a 77% play, 23% percent skip and I'm, I'm gonna go to rate the song real quick which i know i'm not supposed to no, it was 77 percent quiet 23 percent turns the ladies on it was the same numbers isn't that oh, weird wow. yeah it just it rocked my world all the numbers in the world they are the same okay so 77 percent play 23 percent skip i would say that i'm in the classified in the area of people that annoy me and message us and say it's not one or the other mm-hmm. i do like the song but i'm not always in the mood for it okay but if i had forced i would say it's a play we know how you feel um, at Rivendale 1976 said six numbers, one more to dial before I'm before you. It just flows and I love it. At Brittany Lodi says it's beautiful. Vocals and guitar are so good, especially on the acoustic version available on YouTube. That's probably one you. you yeah. Know? Okay. Oh, that's the one with Clay maybe? No, there's, an, there's also a version that's just John and acoustic it. guitar. Okay. That's the studio recording. Uh, Baby Carrots 2002. I had to try carrot cake against my will yesterday. It was terrible. Is that, no! the, is that the cake that you yes! like? Yeah, okay. So it was my coworker's birthday. Are you all right? It was my coworker's birthday. I was so birthday. taken aback by your hate of carrot cake. So carrot cake is either, national carrot cake is either today or it was yesterday. Okay. But I don't work on Saturdays. So I take the national holidays and I make them like some charge of team building. Uh-huh. Free food or whatever. So I was like, oh, it's national carrot cake day. I think it's stupid. Everyone else loves it. Like, let's get some carrot cake. And it was my coworker's birthday, coincidentally. So we're in a different room with a different dessert, different food. And she's like, for my birthday, I, the only thing I want is for you to try carrot cake. I was like, okay, I bought your lunch. I threw this party. I mm-hmm. gave you a present. <laughs> I, but this is the only thing you want. So I went in and I got it. And I tasted it. And it was gross. And it had raisins in it. Why are there also raisins? Raisins is oh, like I don't, fruit. I don't usually have raisins in my carrot cake. And there were a... nuts? Yeah, I don't it was from Mommy nuts. Helen's too, which is like a whole thing, like right, Oprah orders. Right, I know. Yeah, and I no, the the frosting was okay. Oh, okay. And she was very upset. I didn't like it, and I was like, "What did you think was going to happen? There are raisins inside this." The carrot cake that my mom sent me from, I think it's from Milk Bar. Oh, um, that probably was good. Yeah, yeah. no raisins, no nuts, <laughs> just carrots and cake. Just the good stuff. <laughs> Anyways, okay. carrots, cake, frosting. Who knew that Done. her name was gonna send me on such a wild tangent? Okay, baby carrots two thousand two said, absolutely love it. It feels very young love like. I love this lyric and the beginning verse. And then I don't know where the rest of her message went. <laughs> well, that wasn't a great one. Sorry. At Gavman forty seven says heavily under underrated. At Monique. This song really can't be overrated, right? Because well, it doesn't have an opportunity to be yeah, rated at no all. Yeah, no one even knows it exists. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he in talking to you, he would think you think it's underrated. Like I literally have a John Mayer podcast, and I never heard the song before this week. So yeah, but I mean, me and several other people on Instagram knew exactly what I was talking about. They suggested it, but I get it. You don't go way as far back with John as I do. At Monique Cheshire, Sharice, oh Sharice, yeah, that was read wrong. Says love the vocal range. Is there a lot of vocal range there? It gets kind of fun at the bridge. I'm here. I'm shrugging, and no one there can hear me shrugging. I'm like, no. You have I, to say. You have to use your words for shrug. this podcast. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Audio descriptive text. <laughs> Faceplant emoji. Um, Lucas made a face. <laughs> at 
Mare B, I'm a fan, gut-wrenching. This song is full of longing and desperation and hope. It is. Those are all good descriptive words for this. Mm -hmm. The kind of longing and desperation and hope that I haven't felt in a long time and hope to never feel again. A youthful hope. Yeah. The cap and cook yo says, and this is going to be controversial, so sit down. I am. Everyone else sit down. Brace yourselves, guys. Controversy incoming. (laughs) Beautifully written and performed song. Top 10 John Mayer songs. I would disagree with that, but of course we all have our own top 10. Of course. You're allowed to like what you like. I I do not think that this song would make many people's top 10 lists. Same. Certainly doesn't make mine. Um, Andre dot, maybe it's Rojas, says, I think this was mostly written by Clay Cook. It doesn't feel like John's lyrics. So he's not basing it off of research. Uh-huh. He's just saying, given what we're working with, this doesn't feel like as much John to me as other songs, right. which I agree yeah. with. They're both credited, and who knows what that, how, you know, when you co-write with somebody, sometimes it's a even split. Sometimes yeah. one person does more of the work. Oh, and, totally. You know? Yeah. At Jeff DiOrio, who I feel like I'm always quoting, but this is like a really good one. This generation will never know the true anxiety of dialing the first six numbers, one more to go. I mean, we've all been there a little too nervous to talk to someone in fear they're busy or not interested. I wish he would bring this song back maybe on the solo tour. I think it's a good good candidate to be on this tour, actually. I mean, he's performed it a couple of times. If you search on YouTube, you can come on a couple of live versions. He did it on the Mayorcraft. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a short clip of him playing it on the Mayorcraft shirtless, if you're interested into that kind of thing. Uh, we know I am. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Strauss underscore music said, I think the song is great. It's typical early Mare. It's a very relatable story, and his mannerisms are so great in the song. My favorite line is the first line of the bridge. I fell in love with the dream that I built of you. Yeah, the bridge is really good. And that is something that we've seen him echo in... Like, what's he's with oh, me? sorry. It's okay. I just got a pedicure. Calm down. <laughs> um, there's a, We've kind of echoed him in other songs, but specifically in interviews, talk about... Um, do people love him uh-huh. or like or him or is it the idea of or him? the thought of Yeah, me. the famous or the him. Thought of me. And I would hate to have to struggle with that. So at being Miles... Being a famous guy is like being a hot girl. Why did I quote... Why did I screenshot you? I've never heard this song, so this will be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Get prepared. I've heard it now. I am prepared now. <laughs> Miles Penavosky said some of John's most relatable lyrics right up there with In Your Atmosphere and Something's Missing... Have we done something's missing? No. So right before, my goodness, lady. Right, I never know what we've done. Right I, before we went on air, you and I were having this conversation. Did you say you were going to do something's missing? And I said, like, that would normally be my next pick because that was my runner-up choice. Uh, you're right. Sorry. And before I did New Deep, I was getting New Deep or something's missing. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll do something's missing for, like, my next pick. But I didn't think it was a good song to start a season on. Yeah. So, yeah. What I lack in, like, cognitive memory abilities mm-hmm. that are basic, I make up for in knowing obscure John Mayer songs. <laughs> you, you make up for by having a paper planner. We had that conversation 34 minutes and 18 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's shocking. Uh, hold on. Miles Sinmore. Only thing I don't like about the tune is his crazily breathy vocals. Outside of that, that song is a 10 for me, and that's something I've complained about before. That's a hallmark of that era of his life. That's how he was singing then. He's a much better vocalist now. Yeah, aren't we all? No. Mm. No, we're not. I was trying to say, like, aren't we all better at... Like, I think that's true of all artists. Mm -hmm. You know, they perfect their craft, they get better. And true of all of us in our careers is what I was trying to say. But all that happened in my mind, and all that came out is, aren't we all? I mean, because being a singer, and to a certain extent being a musician, is 
almost uh, analogous to being an athlete mm. in that like you do worse. peak, but then age comes for you yeah, LeBron. and it makes things a lot tougher. And if you, you hear like le- great legendary singers mm-hmm. at the tail end of their lives, a lot of them still sound great, but they don't sound Not like the they same. sounded when they were 30. Yeah. You know, same thing with musicians. Like, you know, you can still play, you know, st- speaking of John Mayer, Steve Rohn was just on the last tour. Steve Rohn, he was just on the last tour and he's in his 70s. And great, but is doesn't he... Doesn't look it. Is he... No, he doesn't. Not at Shockingly all. Shockingly so. But is he a better drummer at 70 than he was at 40? No. Mm. Um, did you know Julie Andrews, like, literally can't sing anymore? Oh, really? Because of a vocal surgery. Mm. Or no, some sort of surgery that was, like, in her throat, and she's not allowed to talk about it uh-huh. because there was some sort of legal component after oh. it happened. And I just think if anyone in the world has to lose their voice, like, it's so heartbreaking that it's her because she's Julie Andrews. Yeah, like I, I, I love Stevie Wonder. I'm a giant Stevie mm. Wonder fan. Um, but Stevie's definitely lost his fastball. Yeah. He's not the singer that he once was. But mm-hmm. of course, like that's there's no shame in that. I mean, even Mariah, right? Mariah Carey. Did she say a negative thing about her? She's a phenomenal singer. Mm-hmm. She's not the singer that she was. Rude. At this point in her life. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she can do no wrong. I'm so fascinated with her and how she stands still on stage and wears those uncomfortable outfits. I just listened to a podcast episode on... She you listen to a podcast that's not ours? Yes. Uh, Megan Markle's podcast. Cheater. She had Traitor. Uh, Mariah Carey on to talk about the term oh, really? diva. Oh, I'm surprised. Oh, uh, was that an older one? I don't know. Mm. Uh, but it's really interesting. Mariah is definitely her own thing. Right? She, and I respect that. She is her own thing. And there was like t- times when Megan would make an attempt to sort of like humanize her. Mm-hmm. Like, but you're not that all the time. She's like, no, I, I really am that all the time. Uh-huh. She's like, we're, we're recording this audio. You can't see me, but I'm wearing a ball gown. Oh, I'm and sure. like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's an image thing or uh-huh. she's just, nope, this is who I That's, am. Yep. She's like, but this I really respect I it. She's, she's and I her think own she thing. she just loves her kids and... I don't know. I don't know why I love her so much. I can't put my finger on it. I haven't always. Like, yeah. I like her. But yeah. recently I just thought, you know what? You're cool. <laughs> she's she's a phenom- obviously a legendary singer. Legendary. And uh, I don't think I will ever have a crush on somebody more than I did on her. Mm-hmm. Like, that was peak for me. Uh, like oh, high the, school. The unplugged record. Always be my baby with, video. With the, the, the black skirt mm-hmm. and the, like mm-hmm. the white like button up. Yeah. And that and to always be my baby mm-hmm. and dream lover. Yes. Within the jean shorts and yes. the dream lover video when she's dancing so in the field. Cute. That stretch right there yeah. was just like I don't know that I've ever she had She was coming off like super suppressed, wholesome from being married, but not full blown, like puff daddy on not the song. When we got to honey, honey yeah. she's like, I'm it single. It's still a little wholesome. Yeah. Oh, God, I love her. Okay, anyway. Not that I really care about wholesomeness. That's not my vibe, but. Like, no, it's more mine. That's yours, I'm yeah. just saying. So I our, liked curly hair, Mariah. That's really what it is. She started yeah, straightening yeah, straighten straighten her, her hair and it all fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> so, rate the song I already shared was 77% quiet song, 23% turns the ladies on. Uh, some people shared some arguments with me for Turn the Ladies On. I, I incredibly disagree. Oh, sorry I didn't let you ask. It's because I'm obsessed with how it was the same number. No, go ahead. I, I, I also incredibly disagree. Um, yeah, Quiet Song All the Way. Sigh, you know, by yourself, guitar. This person doesn't like me. I want them to like me. In no way do I see it as looking for sympathy or, wow, I'd be such a great boyfriend, but she doesn't like me. It's just like, man, right. this makes me feel bad. The, yeah, it, it it is a layer of like lacking confidence yes. or self-esteem mm-hmm. or whatever that is deeply unattractive to me 
So I, I can't speak for everybody, but that idea of, like, good luck to you and the king. I don't think it's unattractive. Oh, I think it's deeply but unattractive. But you, you have me. to have felt this way before. For sure, and I'm sure it was deeply unattractive to the person I felt that way I would. I don't even think it's like you can reverse it. Like, oh, well, but if John felt this way about me, like, I wouldn't want anyone to have to feel this way ever right. about me or anybody else. Yeah, I'm sure people probably felt that way about me. Oh, my God. The arrogance, <laughs> the tone, the way you nodded, had your hands folded. It's probably, <laughs> Again, it's probably it. happened. I've lived a long life. Who knows? I mean, it's probably happened to everybody, Yeah, I guess. You don't always know who has a crush on you, right? Not everybody comes up and is like, oh, I have a crush on you. Sometimes they can quietly be in the background having a crush on yes, you. Yes, I think everyone has people who have crushes on them. But in this, the girl knows. And she knows he'd be free if she asked. So I feel like it's not just like, oh, a mystery crush out there. Right. It's like, no, I get it. I, again, break glass in need of attention just right. close enough. I'm entertaining them enough that they think that they have a chance. Just keeping them on the line. You know what? I don't like her. Throwing them breadcrumbs. Now I'm mad at to her. To keep them on the hook. The girl at Neon was possibly a drug addict. This girl's rude. I'm no just, wonder John's still single. I'm glad, I'm glad that we're taking a break because I'm getting worn out. Although we heard he's dating somebody and then... Somebody said that it's not Alex Cooper. Yeah, she's got somebody she, else. She is dating Alex Cooper's dating a movie producer. Hmm. I think that was I can't think of her, Vanessa Valeska. I think she was the one who told us that. Okay, but I can't remember. But at that point, I was just so worn out from the saga yeah. of figuring out who he was dating. I don't think he's dating anyone. He'll I let think, us know. I when think the boy was wrong. It's always time for me to know. But yeah, he'll let us know when he thinks it's time. Yeah. All right. Next. Okay, so well, you asked this question. This yeah, time. Uh, also, by the way, I said it's a quiet song. Uh, how much sorry. does this song make Jill love John Mayer? <laughs> it's a five for me. Really? For that sake. is shocking. For, you know, to I give me. out a surprisingly low amount of fives. Let's talk about that. Yeah, first of all, to, for this one to get one, and some of the other songs we have covered, not. It's the time in a bottle effect. Mm -hmm. It's the you know memories right. when I hear it. So, are you giving? This is a deep question here. Mm. Are you giving this song a five? Or are you giving the Jill who was in love with this song a five? First of all, I give Jill fives across the board. All right. The, <laughs> the confidence. The arrogance. <laughs> that was a different the kind way of your hands were folded. It's a different kind of the confidence. Tone of your voice. And you know it's a different kind of confidence. <laughs> so if we have to talk about confidence, we know I don't necessarily have a ton. I'm just saying I have respect for young Jill. She's doing her best. Yes. Um, I think that I'm giving this song a five and the Jill a five and all the things a five more because my personality is more the type of person who has felt this way uh -huh. more than you. Okay. Even if the person did or didn't know. I just am quieter, more reserved, tend to just be like, well, hopefully the person will see me across the room and fall in love with me because I sure as hell am not going to go talk to them. Right. So this is just... That's not my vibe. No, God, no. Nor has it ever been. Um, so I just think that I identify with the feeling really strongly yeah. combined with the fact that it just, I listened to it so much during a time when I was young. So it brings back a lot of good memories and it's not even necessarily having anything to do with John, the song, the songwriting or the right. way it sounds. That's, it's more that's memories exactly and the at. feeling it evokes in like poor younger Jill who I'm giving fives across the board, yes. but would definitely be sitting in her room like, yeah, I'm not going to hit that seventh number. I'm just going to hang up and go like watch TV, Aww. watch 90210, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Somebody I was uh, alive for both shows. That's how old I am. <laughs> I was I was at a gig on Thursday night, and while I was packing up, I just played with a new group I'd never played with before. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I'd met them like I met one of the guys once before. Jeez! And I heard someone say like they were talking, and someone mentioned Dawson's Creek. I was mm. like, oh, "What'd you say about Dawson's Best Creek?" Best friends. And so they were talking about the theme song. Oh, okay. About the Paula Cole song. Yeah. yeah. Unless you watch it on Netflix, and then it's not the Paula Cole song. Oh, it's not. 
Oh no, I think they did get they get it, they got it fixed, and it's not oh, even on that's Netflix. Right. It I'm was, sorry. There was an issue with the mm-hmm. on TV. It was for the first episode and last episode they got Paula Cole, but the middle they had to change it out for some legal reason. And I'm that's like, Paula crazy. Cole, let us have our song. Yeah, take take. It's your, not yours. It's ours. Take the money, Paula Cole. Take the money. I know, right. Yeah. Anyway, um, what about you? Uh, well, as I mentioned before, I'm never going to listen to the song again. Like, well, I have I, to ask. I don't. I don't hate it. I un- I understand. It's just not top tier marriage. Yeah, I understand, and maybe it's what you just said mm-hmm. that for you you can identify with this you song. You just met it last week, and and also I I have a, a harder time. I certainly have felt this way. I've been the man on the side mm-hmm. more recently than I would like, mm-hmm. but uh, I think I've just I've changed so much as a person mm-hmm. that I don't know that I have the capacity to. I think I would take my. I'm gotten. I've gotten better at taking my own advice. Mm. That's really what it is. That line. I'm, I'm taking my own advice. Yeah. I've gotten better at that with age. Yeah. And so now I think I'm much quicker to like. I'm gonna take my own advice here. Yeah. And step not. Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not. Mm-hmm. I, like one of my one of my mantras is like I only want that which wants me, mm. in whatever area of life that is. Right. Well, if it's like shoes. Do the shoes want me? Do they do they belong to me? They all want me. <laughs> I, I believe that. I believe that. Shoes fit you no matter what. Yes. Lose weight, gain weight. It's such a good investment. I just love it. Um, all right. So did you come with any discussion questions? You know I didn't. Oh, well, I actually did. Oh, okay. But it's not necessarily about the song. Oh, okay. But Jill, this is the last episode of season one. It is. And so I wanted to ask you about your Do I thoughts, want to season two? No. Your feelings of season one. Were there mm. some highlights that stand out to you? How, how, what's changed for you over the course of this season? I feel like I should be better prepared for that question. That's a good question. I'm going to ask you the same one. I did come prepared for the discussion question. So no, copy gosh. You. It's cut. I'm going to copy and paste. Um... I think the highlights for me that we managed to start it. Yeah. I knew I'd last a year. Mm-hmm. I wasn't 100% sure on you when we started. Okay. Then I saw quickly that that wasn't going to be a problem. I really enjoyed when we had our guests. Oh, um, yeah. Because one of them is my best friend. So and one of them is my best friend. Yeah. So shout out to Mamers. Um, and uh, shout out to your best friend, too, of course. But am I supposed to call him by his stage name? It's Ben. Ben, okay. Um, and what did we call him on the podcast? We just talked to him like ben. his name was Ben. Yeah. yeah. Um, go, he, musically, he goes by Marsh Davis. Yeah, that's what I know what to say. But as a human, he's been. Okay. Well, yeah, he was just on here as a human. I always have to explain this to people. People are always like... Yeah, he just needs one name. It's confusing. Like, I hear you call you call him Ben a lot. Yeah, who, is that a nickname? Ben? Like, and then when I look for him on Instagram, I get confused. Anyway, yeah. um, so I enjoyed that. I thought that was a lot of fun. And I've just been obsessed with the people who I've met, um, mostly through Instagram, because we don't really engage on our Facebook and Twitter much. Mm-hmm. And just like when they say something I've never thought of or something funny and clever. When we did the send us the lyric you had wrong. Oh, yeah. That was I a mean, good time. that was probably my favorite day on the internet. You and I both talked right after last week's episode mm-hmm. that there was a lyric in Neon oh, yeah. that I got wrong all the time. And I forgot to mention on, on, on the recording. But it was not – I. It's the lyric is mixed drinks – to techno beats. Right. But I always heard it as mixed tapes to techno right, beats. Right, which made sense. And I thought it was, he. I find her high on Peachtree oh, Street, uh-huh. which is, I guess, where I decided she was on drugs. Although yeah. I convinced you she's on drugs too by the end of the episode. You did. You did. That was the it's first time that, that you've convinced I, me. Yeah, yeah. It's very rare that I convince you of Usually anything. I'm trying to bring you around to my side <laughs> of the interpretation. You got me on that one. Well done. Thank you. Uh, so that would also be a favorite moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I won. And I think that's it. My favorite part overall has been meeting everybody on Instagram. What about you? 
my favorite part has been getting to spend time with you. Oh my God, and ha- I feel horrible. And, and having this like weekly connection point because you've been such a big point of part of my life. Yeah, and, that too. You know, when you, as you get older, you need to, I mean, don't feel bad because I'm not, as, imp- I'm not as important to you as you are to me. That's fine. Um, but as you get older, sometimes you need a reason to keep people in your lives. You know, like you, we just get so busy with our own things. Right. And it's it's right. really great for me to have a reason like that went to, without saying. To, to keep you in my life. So that's been really great being able to spend time with you and like just reconnect with you. I know at least once a week. <laughs> I got you. You're, you're feeling some type of way about that one. I lost. Yeah. I was high because I won. Yeah. And now I lost. <laughs> so for the record, before you finish your question, obviously I love that I get to see you every week too. Yeah, sure. Especially because we, we... We all believe you. We, <laughs> we were like friendship broken up yeah. to a certain degree. And I think we were, we were on our headed to friendship repair right. regardless of the podcast. But that really sped up the process. It gave it, gave it like I said, gave it a reason. Yeah, gave it yeah. a, a, a reason for us to be around. And it's very rare to see a friend in person yeah, every week. Yeah, exactly. Even one who lives as close as we do. So, yeah, yeah all the things Lucas said. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that's been great. I've also really enjoyed, I am an academic. I've really enjoyed having mm, an excuse to research. dive deep mm-hmm. and do some research and analyze stuff again uh, in a way that is not at a high school English level. Yeah. You know, so that's been, although I do use a lot of high school English skills. Very stuff. teachery. Yes. Yeah, but that, that's, that's been really fun. Uh, and just having an opportunity to practice that, to practice mm-hmm. diving into something, learning about it. Can I come up with an interesting take or point of view mm-hmm. and learning about the craft of writing, you mm-hmm. know, as somebody who is an artist and is interested in music, sure. uh, being able to like really dive into the nuts and bolts of what's working, what's not working. Mm-hmm. What is it that I'm responding to? What do I like? And, you know, it's also, it's interesting, interestingly enough, now that I'm making this a really long answer. From when we started till now, I can I really feel like I've been on a healing journey in my life mm-hmm. as a person because there was stuff in the beginning when you and I were talking. It was like, can't do that song because yeah, we have to talk about much. stuff that's still too raw. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and now we're sitting here at the end of season one, and I'm like, oh, we could do literally any song. Yeah. So while that wasn't the point of the podcast, mm-hmm. and I don't know that the podcast had anything to do with it, not at all. It is a nice marker to look back and yeah. be like, hey, I'm. In my personal life, I'm in a much better place than I was a year ago, and that's always great. And I think it's and that's true, and I'm happy for you. And I think as podcasters, we're in a better place. Yeah, we do better. Oh yeah, I think we've gotten a lot. I still love the giggle, man. No, I've got it under control now. Now we just need you know Anchor to come through with some more ads for us. That'd be great if any of you that ad money. Just listen to an episode over and over again. Yeah, share it to all your friends. So we turn the volume off, mute it, but be playing as you go to bed. And put it on repeat. <laughs> my God, my horrible laugh while someone's trying to sleep. I can't imagine. Um, is there anything that you haven't liked? You are so self-deprecating. That's the thing. I, I, no, I my laugh like, is terrible. Is it's like, like Neil's My voice is so whiny. I talk too fast. My voice is... Okay, I, that's a fact. I do, I do talk too fast. <laughs> Those are facts. That's not self-deprecating. Jill, you're great both as a human and as a podcaster. I give myself across the board. There you but go. I also talk like Laura like Gilmore. Too fast. <laughs> So is there anything that you haven't enjoyed or has uh, been I didn't I didn't enjoy having to listen to Wild Blue so much. <laughs> I didn't mean songs. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't my favorite part. Uh-huh. Um 
Uh, no, other than that, it's been great. I, I enjoy, I don't get to interact with the community as much as you no, do, sorry about that. but I do enjoy, uh, when it, when it, when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when people are like, actually Lucas was totally wrong about that cause he's an idiot and this is what it actually is. That has never happened. Um, not in those words. Right, right. But <laughs> yeah, I, I love all of that. I love everyone who I supports like me as a human and who supports yeah. us as mm-hmm. a podcast. I have something that I don't like. I don't like when we finish an episode and then like I'm mad at the song. Mm-hmm. And then it changes how I feel about it. Oh. That's not my favorite. But I've had a lot of the reverse. Yeah, I've been like, I have I've been to. sleeping on this song, but it is awesome. And so I do enjoy when that happens. But then sometimes if I'm listening to the song that we haven't done yet, I'm like, oh my gosh, should I write down I want to say that about it in the podcast? And I'm not organized enough to... So I will say there's listening has changed for me because yeah. sometimes it's not casual listening. It's like, ooh, I'm going to Google this. Oh, I wonder about this. And I don't love that, but... Yeah, I've really I don't listen to John Mayer for fun much now. Yeah, I listen. I know less. you still do. No, but... I do, but I I do listen less. But also, then I feel like it's better for me to listen to some other songs and be because you know like a lot about current music. Yeah. Like the times you ask me ridiculous questions, like do you know who Maroon Five is or something? And so do you know Britney Spears? Have you is? heard of this artist Taylor Swift? <laughs> yeah. Because we're kind of doing a podcast about her. <laughs> we got to change the name. <laughs> 75% John Mayer podcast, 25% Taylor Swift. Swift. Um, hey, we still have Half of My Heart out there. That's another yes, John Mayer song featuring Yes, that's the one someone Taylor offered Swift. to do my job. But you know what? I'm ready for it now because you're wrong and I'm right. And Wow, okay. Again, John has never looked me in the eye and lied to me. I stand by that statement. He's also never looked me in the eye. But still, <laughs> he will if I get front row. Um, so in two weeks, we'll be back with season two. Mm-hmm. And our song choice is Lucas's. Yeah, starting the cycle all over again. He might do something's missing for those of you who can, also can't remember things that happened a couple minutes ago. Yeah, so uh, the couple the couple songs I'm throwing out there is maybe something's missing, mm-hmm. maybe half of my heart, just to like do it. Controversial start to yeah. the season. Mm-hmm. Every week, like Heartbreak Warfare is on my short list every it's single a great week, song. and it never gets picked. Mm-hmm. So I might do it just to get it off the list. Okay. But then we were going through. There's also some really popular John Mayer songs that we haven't done. Right. We haven't done uh, uh, no uh, Dreaming with a Broken Heart. Yeah. We haven't done Waiting on the World to Change. Right. We haven't done Love Song for No One or mm-hmm. Clarity. So I might just pick one of those songs just so we can start checking off like the bigger hits. I think I'm probably going to do, if you don't do Love Song for No One, I think that's probably what I'm going to do. Except for that I won't remember I said this, but that's what I'm feeling today. I will remind you. You could do that. Yeah. I have the stress of picking a song I don't love. Really? Yeah, I used to uh, like it. Now I'm just like, oh God. I like it. It's fun. I have power. You know, we know you like Drunk it. Drunk with they power. They understand our personalities now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we hope you have a great two weeks off from our yes, podcast. Don't forget you. about us while we're gone. Thank you for sticking with us through our whole first season, yeah. especially those of you who listen to every single episode. That was a commitment. Yeah. Some people jump around. Some they people don't jump care around, about and I understand. Certain songs. I totally understand. They I do know. That. But <laughs> some of you have listened to every single episode, and we appreciate you. Yeah. Even if you were just jumping in to hear this episode, thanks for listening. Totally. You know? And uh, we'll see you next season. Which is, Bye. It seemed like two so weeks. long away. Yeah. It's like two weeks away. <laughs> Have a good two weeks. Okay, bye. Bye.